Hey, this is Dave from Superior Speak, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 266 of the Soul Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Long, strong, and down to get the friction on. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Uh, Yeah, unlike the people of uh, King's Landing, I survived a dragon. I'm back, baby. (laughs) You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk some nerdy news, including new trailers for Joker and Terminator, colon, Dark Fate. And then we're going to talk all about the new movie, It, Chapter 2. Before we get into all that, let's see how the crew's doing this week. Aubrey, how you doing? Still breathing. That's it. Yep. <laughs> All right. How about you, Mark Ellis? You survived Dragon Con. I know getting information out of you is like pulling teeth, but let's uh, let's hear a little bit about your trip to Dragon Con. Uh, I'm still breathing, so that's all that matters. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, I had some goals that I wanted to accomplish, and I did get most of them done. Uh, I did my typical uh, cosplay as Shepard Book, which went over really well. Uh, this year, for the first time, there was actually more Shepard Books, which is surprising. It was a couple of more, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I did my uh, Lucas Sinclair from Stranger Things Season 3 cosplay, which was pretty cool. Uh, and there was uh, a couple more guys like that dressed as Lucas. So, you know, it's nice It's nice that these characters are getting some more shine other than, uh, you know, whatever little bit I could bring to it. But uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I drank. I discovered that uh, Jack Daniels uh, Honey Tennessee Whiskey goes really good with Mountain Dew. That was my uh, drink of choice, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I got to hang out with uh, RC and Hot Rod for a hot second from uh, the Transformers band. which uh, Cybertronic Spree. Thank you. I want to I wanna call them the Ultra Magnetic MCs, but I know that's not, that's not quite it. Uh, yeah, and my crush on RC has only deepened. I love her. Did you get to see them in concert this year? Or yes, no? I did, and it was awesome. It was awesome. They did, uh, they did, they did the classics. They did all of the hits. They did uh, Pokemon, which was really cool. They did some original songs, uh, and it was awesome. It was a great show. They sounded really good. They are a really cool band. I would definitely suggest if you get a chance to check them out, uh, definitely do that. They are, you know, it's cool to see them in costumes, but it's also a really good show too. They're really good. So, uh, yeah, I got to see my friends. I uh, got to go to the fifth annual Black Geeks cosplay uh, photo shoot. Uh, met up with Calvin. What's up, Calvin? Which was, was always a lot of fun. Uh, Hip Hop Trooper was not there this year, but uh, I did represent. Had like a little uh, a button made that said uh, support our trooper because he wasn't going to be there. And then the motherfucker showed up <laughs> like out of the blue. He, he, you know, he did this whole thing where he wasn't going to be there and, you know, felt bad for him. Definitely wanted to represent. 
And then uh, he sent me a message like late at night and when I wasn't really looking at my phone. He's like, hey, I'm going to be there. Um, I'm on my way. I'm going to be there in a few hours. No, don't tell anyone. But of course, I didn't get that message until way later on in the night. Uh, so I totally missed him. Didn't get a chance to see him. But he will definitely be back at Dragon Con next year. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, yeah, that was it. That was pretty much it. I uh, met some cool people, had some whiskey, got to break out my K-pop uh, light stick and uh, use that and really wanted to, um, I had like I was decked out in, in uh, red velvet gear. And I'm like, man, if I go to this K-pop party, I just want them to play red velvet. Just play like a good red velvet song. That's all I want. And sure enough, right as I'm about to leave, because I was only supposed to be there for an hour, Right as I'm about to leave, they play Red Velvet. They play Dumb Dumb by Red Velvet, and it was fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I had a great time. I did almost everything I needed to do. So my friends took pictures, got tried to get drunk, and eventually I will have all of this footage cobbled together for a nice little documentary. Unlike last year, I will actually try to finish it this year. <laughs> awesome. Well, now you're done with cons for the year. It's time to... Oh. We're not done with cons for the year, are we? I'm done. Have fun in New York, suckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple more, and that'd be it. Dragon Con is definitely just like the most partiest cons. Um, and one more thing I forgot to mention. Uh, so the if you listen to the show, you know that one of the things that I definitely try to do is make it to Artist Alley and get a comic book from a independent um, artist uh, just to support indie artists. And this year, I... The artist alley is in a, like two blocks away from where all of the other hotels are. And it's like four levels. Um, all, all of the artists are up on like one floor, like the fourth floor. And a line to get inside this building wraps like around a block like a couple of times, like a couple of blocks. It took forever to get in there. So I had to go in. I ran through all of artist alley trying to find someone that, uh, Someone whose book looked cool enough that I wanted to support. I did run into John Pinto, an artist that I've been following recently. Super cool guy. Didn't make any books. He had like prints, so I couldn't buy any of those. But uh, he's definitely a cool artist. Definitely check him out. But the winner of the Mark Scrambling Through the Fourth Floor of America's Mart to Get an Indie Book is James Mason. And the name of his book is Urban Shogun. Cool art, uh, kind of a graffiti style. Definitely something I'm looking into. I'm looking forward to diving into. Um, I got issue number zero and issue number one. He was a very cool dude. And uh, you can definitely follow it on Facebook, Urban Shogun. Uh, definitely check him out. Tell him So Wizard sent you. Well, it must have been nice to at least for once not be there in a press capacity so you can just relax and rage. You damn right. I wouldn't even know what to do with my equipment, if uh, my, with my recording equipment, uh, <laughs> if I'm at Dragon Con. Fuck that. I'm not I'm not doing any any interviews, no recording, none of that shit. Awesome. Well, uh, since we recorded last, uh, I haven't really done anything except work and sleep, but I did draft my fantasy football team. So that was about <laughs> as exciting as it gets. Is it all Patriots up and down? No. <laughs> no. But I did sit down last night and watch the greatest franchise in the history of American football uh, unveil their sixth World Championship Super Bowl banner. Uh, as the season kicked off last night, so that was pretty awesome. But that's about all I got. So why don't we tell the people where they can find more So Wizard Podcast, Mark, and we'll jump into this news. All right, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. 
Uh, if you search around, you'll find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you'll find some Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our Soul Wizard t-shirts. Look good while you're representing the show. Uh, a great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on that Amazon logo, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out Soul Wizard Podcast. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can definitely support uh, so is a podcast and receive bonus content uh, with your money, which is uh, a pretty cool thing. We also have a YouTube page that uh, Adam Mollyhawk is putting videos up every once in a while. So definitely check that out. Shout out to the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. I'm so confused, alien. It is confusing. It's confusing how much news there is to talk about. So I guess let's just jump feet first in and let's get to it. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, we got some casting, possible casting news. It looks like it looks like the star of Bumblebee, Haley Steinfeld, is being eyed for the new Hawkeye TV show on Disney Plus. Uh, I believe, from what I understand, the show is going to be about Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. So this is possibly her being Kate Bishop. I don't know. I haven't finished reading that book, but uh, I like Haley Steinfeld. I've wanted her to play Katniss Everdeen in the Hunger Games movie so bad. I thought she would have been perfect for that. But uh, we all know Jennifer Lawrence got it and... The rest is history. So seeing her with a bow and arrow just seems right to me. So, uh, yeah, I'm psyched for this. What do you guys think of Haley Steinfeld in a Hawkeye TV show? Let's start with Aubrey. I really like Haley Steinfeld. I think she did great in Bumblebee movie. Um, I like her in everything else I've seen her in, too. So I'm super excited to see her in the Hawkeye movie. So I'm all for it. Did you ever see that movie that she was in with uh, Woody Harrelson? Um, uh, it's like 17 again or something like that. Yes. That movie is hysterical. Mm, yeah. She was really good in that movie. Edge of 17. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. That was actually the first movie I remember seeing her in. Um, I'm sure she's been in other stuff that I've seen her in plus Bumblebee, but mm. I, I loved her in that. I think she's great. Mm, she's also really good in uh, Into the Spider-Verse too as uh, Gwen Stacy. She's really good. Yeah. All right. Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about Haley Steinfeld? Oh, it's fine with me. She was good in Bumblebee. Uh, Bumblebee was shockingly okay mm. as a movie. I don't know anything else she's been in. What else has she been in? She was in True Grit with uh, Jeff Bridges. She was in uh, Begin Again with Mark Ruffalo and uh, Kira Knightley. Uh, she was in the Pitch Perfect movies. She was in a couple of those. <laughs> Joey, Joey hasn't seen I'm, any of those. I'm lost. <laughs> I haven't seen any of that stuff. But okay, yeah, she was good in Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, the Hawkeye run with him and Kate Bishop is probably one of my favorite comics from the last, like, 10 years. So uh, I just hope they don't screw it up. And hopefully we get some pizza dog casting soon because um, that's an important character we need to see. I'm sorry, you said pizza dog? Is that right? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, keep an eye out for that. All right. So uh, and then in other news, this isn't 
this is like a little tidbit. It means nothing to anyone else except for me and other Haley news. Uh, Haley Atwell is joining the Mission Impossible movie. So um, I'm all for that. I don't care what you guys think. It's Mission, uh, it's Mission uh, Impossible. Maybe Joey will actually see it. Uh, Mission Impossible is not to stare at the big ass titties for the whole movie. <laughs> that was going to be my opening opening line in a in an effort for uh, Tom Cruise to win over Joey DiCarlo. He has Haley Atwell is Mission Impossible. <laughs> it's a good first step. <laughs> All right, um, and then um, in another like really quick little bit of casting news, Iko Uwes. I think I'm saying his name right. Uh, the dude from Iko the Rain, the Rain Man. <laughs> That's what I thought when I first read it. I'm like Iko. I know two people named Iko. Uh, yeah, the guy from the Raid movies uh, is cast in the Snake Eye prequel, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, so it shows that they're definitely bringing some talent into this G.I. Joe story. Uh, he's going to be playing a teacher of uh, Snake Eyes, which I thought was pretty cool. So, Joe, are you going to get a little bit of Raid action in your G.I. Joe movie? What do you think about that? Sounds good to me. I just am really worried about this movie being ass, but it's hard for it to be worse than the first G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Step number one, they said, let's get someone from the raid in this movie. Right there, right, it's, it, right there, it's four out of five stars. I don't care. How, I don't care what happens in the movie. As long as it doesn't conflict with the second season of Woo Assassins, I'll be fine. True, true. All right. So then we had some trailers that dropped. We had a new trailer for Terminator: Dark Fate. Uh, explains a little bit more about the story, uh, and it seemed uh, a little bit more of um, Sarah Connor's role in this movie. I'm. I only watched it once. I don't really want to know too much of it, but I'm already sold on it. I was. I was a little skeptical with the first trailer. I'm definitely sold a lot more with the second one. What do you guys think of the new Terminator trailer? Let's start with Aubrey again. I still don't really know too much of what I'm looking at because yeah. I haven't seen anything in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I'll still see it because I'm pretty sure I have to. But <laughs> right. I don't know what I'm watching. You're damn right. Does it did it at least look somewhat entertaining? I mean, I know you're not like the biggest action fan in the world. Yeah, I mean it kind of looks boring, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey, how about you, man? They win you over with this trailer or what? Uh yeah, it was a way better trailer than the first trailer they released. Mm-hmm. So uh it felt like it I've now seen the entire movie though. Oh really? Nah, I don't yeah. think so. Well, I don't know. There may be some twists and turns, but man, they showed a lot. So uh, I think I'm all set with trailers for Terminator for now until we go see it. But yeah, I, I thought it looked a lot better. Um, I just, you know, again, what are we? What hill are we dying on here for right. Terminator? Like, right. if it sucks, it's just another sucky Terminator movie. It, it, it's disappoint. It would be disappointing if it's bad because uh, James Cameron is supposed to have his fingerprints all over this. Unfortunately, he didn't write or direct it, but uh, uh, you know, it looks cool. It looks cool. Um, hopefully we can get over old Arnold and any sequels that go forward. We don't have to see that anymore, but it's okay. Yeah. Apparently James Cameron said this is the first of a trilogy. Okay. <laughs> oh, we've heard movie. that a lot. <laughs> exactly. This is the third of the first of a trilogy <laughs> for Terminator movies in the last like 15 years. So. Uh, it's universal dark universe all over again. That's okay. <laughs> Just don't don't have James Cameron take a picture with like uh, <laughs> Johnny Depp. Or anything. Oh man! All right. So uh, we also got our uh, our first really cool teaser look at the Birds of Prey movie, uh, Birds of Prey slash the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn or something like that. Very quick scenes. They didn't really leave a lot to uh, 
say what the story was about or anything like that, but a lot of quick cuts, but it gives you an idea of what the what the visual style is going to be for this. Um, I wasn't too impressed with it. You know, Margot Robbie is, she's pretty dope. Uh, I'm psyched to see the cast. Ewan McGregor looks like he's having a great time. So, you know, I'm down for it, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really questionable about this movie, but what did you guys think of this teaser? Uh, let's go back to you, Joey. Um, it was like 20 seconds long. <laughs> yeah. It was like a super, super quick teaser. Yeah. We saw it before it. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's fine. You know, Margot Robbie's really hot. Um, it didn't really show anything. It looked like the still pictures like moving for five seconds. And right. that was it. So hopefully there'll be a bigger teaser coming up or trailer coming up. But I mean, we'll see. I'm not the biggest uh, fan of, of what they're doing with the property. So, you know, there's no Oracle and Harley Quinn is the focus instead of like um, Huntress and uh, Black Canary. But that's fine. I guess it's the only way we're going to get a Birds of Prey movie made. So we'll see. Mm. But uh, we'll yeah, we'll see. Hopefully we'll get some Margot Robbie in short shorts and that'll make it all better. <laughs> and so, Aubrey, I know how much you love Harley Quinn. So you must have been over the moon when you saw this teaser. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't care about this movie at all. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Wait, so you're trying to say you don't want to go see it? Oh. <sighs> No, I don't. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Ugh, my poor wallet. <laughs> DC is getting your money whether you like it or not. Or they're yeah, getting, they're getting your time. They're, they're going to get your time whether you like it or not. It's horrendous. All right. So, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, DC, they are like, you know, not a Marvel's kind of like relaxed and chilled out for a little bit after Endgame. Uh, DC is like stepping up to the plate. We got a new trailer for the Joker movie, which is uh, getting good reviews. It actually recently won an award at the Venice Film Festival, uh, top prize honors or some shit like that. Again, this is another movie that I've seen a trailer. I don't want to know a lot about it. Uh, I'm just, I want to go in cold and see what it does. But uh, yeah, I, I, another movie that I'm still questionable about. Todd Phillips is not exactly the the name name that I'm going by or the name that I'm uh, I'm rooting for. But uh, what did you guys think of this new Joker trailer, Aubrey? I actually was excited. I can't wait for this movie to come out because I think it looks really cool. Yeah. Um. So I'm actually excited to see it. Wow. Cool. It's a little bit dark. It's gritty. Um. And it actually looks good. Mm-hmm. There you go. Right up your alley. Nice. Yeah. I'm All right. excited. All right. Joey, what about you, man? It looks good. Um. I don't. Uh, there's a lot of rumors swirling around about how much Joker-ishness there is in this. Like, uh, he's supposed to only be in costume for, like, the last, like, ten minutes of the movie. Okay. And it's more of a, like, character piece, which I guess is fun. It's not really what I'm looking for in a comic book movie, but it, it could – it's probably going to be really well. It's not like Joaquin Phoenix is not a, is a bad actor or anything. So I'm interested to see it, but I'm not, like, running through a brick wall over it. Right. Um, just because it doesn't have that like factor, like something like Rise of Skywalker <laughs> or something would have. Because um, I'm not, it's, it doesn't seem like super exciting. It's going to be a good movie to go sit in the movie theater and watch, of course, but it's not like an event. You know? At least not for me. It's not. It might be for like guys in black trench coats or something. But you know. hey, there's some DC fanboys who are like waiting for this to uh, say, "Screw you, Marvel! Look at, look at what we're doing." <laughs> Well, we'll see if it's a good movie. It's that's that's the best thing that can happen out of all that 
uh, rivalry between the two studios. You know, they just make the best movies they can. Yep. So far, it hasn't worked out very well for DC, but this could be the start of the turnaround. I just want Walking Phoenix to grow his mustache back and then put the makeup on over it, like a la Cesar Romero. That's all. It's never going to happen. <laughs> a full be beard. CGI out. <laughs> can we CGI a beard on him? Can we do that? Amazing. <laughs> do it the other way. All right. So then, and then uh, one one other trailer that I was very excited for. I don't know if you guys saw this. This wasn't in the uh, notes here, but Bad Boys for Life. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence back together in a movie that looks like it was directed by Michael Bay Jr. My excitement level is through the fucking roof after seeing this trailer. I am ready. What did you guys think of Bad Boys for Life? Uh, and did you see it, um, Aubrey? I think I saw a little snippet of it um, in it. From what I remember, it looked pretty funny. Yeah, they don't really give a lot of the plot away. It's more like jokes and action. Yeah. Uh, Joey, what about you, man? What would you think of Bad Boys for Life? Oh, it looked fucking awesome. Can't wait. Explosions, like bad 90s (laughs) humor. Like, let's just fucking do this. Let's go. I am so ready for this movie. The fact that they got Joey Joey Pants is back in it as the captain (laughs) yelling at them. Come on. I'm ready. Uh, so, yeah, so then another really quick hit. Uh, we were talking about Margot Robbie before with the Birds of Prey trailer. It looks like her company just bought the rights to the Tank Girl uh, comic book. Uh, you may remember a uh, Tank Girl movie that came out back in the 90s starring Lori Petty and Ice-T as a kangaroo. <laughs> That's a high bar. That's a high bar for them to clear. Uh, I remember the books being really cool. I haven't read them in forever. I'm not, you know, I figure we already got one Tank Girl movie. We, we should be good. Uh, but what do you guys think of Margot Robbie possibly playing Tank Girl? Uh, Joey, you grew up with a, or you know of, of this comic back in the day. What do you think of this? I know of the comic and I saw the movie in the theater. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> Can we get Ice-T back as a uh, fucking kangaroo? That would be fantastic. Um, I don't I have zero emotional attachment to the character or the movie. Yeah. And uh, I just remember a friend of mine that we were all really into going like punk rock shows and that kind of stuff at the time, like became absolutely fucking obsessed with it after seeing the movie uh, and just wanted to dress like that all the time. And it, it was a girl. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's too bad. It's, it it would have been nice. That would have been a nice story if it was the comic books that made her do it. But no, it was a movie with uh, iced tea under really bad prosthetic makeup. <laughs> All right, so Aubrey, how about you? Are you familiar with the Tank Girl story, character, anything at all? I'm familiar a little bit with the character, um, not so much the movie. I do have it in like my queue to watch, but I haven't watched it. Um, Margot Robbie is not my favorite person, so I'm not excited. I think uh, it's going to be trash. Uh, just keep your expectations low when you watch the movie. I'll be down for it if it has like a really cool director. Like if the um, the Russian guy that did Wanted, if he came aboard and did it, I'll be psyched for that. I wouldn't mind that. I feel like they're just going to put Margot Robbie in like no clothing and call it a movie. <laughs> no, Tank All Girl. Right. When are we going to see Tank Girl? <laughs> <laughs> Tank Girl is, well, she's normally dressed like for, she's geared up. She looks like a video game character. She's ready to do battle. But yeah, you're right. They, they will find a, a way to get, get some of those... Uh, armor plating off of her mm-hmm. all right so uh speaking of action movie starring women uh we're getting a sequel to tomb raider i know 
out of the three of us, Joey is probably the most psyched for this because I know he's a big fan of uh, Alicia Vankander. Uh, I actually legit, legitimately watched a big chunk of Tomb Raider uh, just last week when I was on vacation. And it's, you know, she's cool. The storyline is a little eh. But yeah, yeah, it's enjoyable enough. I can see that they're, I can see why they would want to make another one because MGM doesn't really have anything else in their fucking uh, franchise list. And uh, Ben Wheatley is going to be directing, a director who I've, whose name I've heard of a lot, but I haven't watched any of his movies. I know he's a pretty divisive director. But uh, yeah, we're getting a Tomb Raider sequel. Joey, scale from 1 to 10. How psyched are you to see your girl back running through the jungle? Um, how psyched am I to see her? A 10? How psyched am I for the movie? Like a 2? A 1? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we said this when we reviewed it. God, was it a year ago? Two years ago? Uh, probably two years ago. Um, it was like super forgetful. Like I forgot half the movie when I was like getting in the car afterward. <laughs> By the time I got to my car after the movie was over, I'd forgotten half of what I just saw. So it was very bland and unforgettable. Or sorry, very bland and forgettable. So if they could uh, at least have something good to watch besides Tomb Raider being very cute, uh, that would be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, what about you? Are you ready to go back into the jungle with Laura Croft? Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm not, like, super excited over it, but I didn't hate the first one, so it's not the worst thing in the world that they're doing. We'll see. Maybe they'll just call it Cradle of Life and just make it shot for shot after uh, Angelina Jolie's movie, just to be on the safe side. All right, and yeah, I think that's it. All right, well, that's going to wrap up the news. Now, let's take a quick break and come back and talk all about It, Chapter 2. Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you're having fun listening to this episode of So Wizard Podcast. But did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to us? I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We've just discovered a new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast you love, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or if, unlike me, you're a good person you could actually donate it to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Here's what you gotta do. Download the free app right now on your iPhone or Android device. I've got a special code for you. Simply use our code, WIZARD, when you sign up and you'll get 300 PodCoin just to start off. If you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a drink at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card and it's like I gave it to you. So go ahead, go listen to this podcast or any of your other favorite shows on PodCoin and sign up with the code WIZARD. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. All right, and we're back. So we're going to talk about this week's movie review, It Chapter 2. We all had a chance to see it. What we'll do, is, as always, is talk some non-spoiler impressions. We'll drop our spoiler drop, and at that point, if you haven't seen it, peace out. But otherwise, join us for more spoiler talk after that. Let's just go around. We all had a chance to check the movie out and see what we thought. I'm dying to know. Aubrey, what'd you think? This movie was trash. What? I'm trash. Yeah, this movie was boring, and I thought it was really stupid. (sighs) All right. Uh, Mark? (laughs) This was a really long movie. (laughs) It was long, and it felt long. I don't know. I it was okay. It was just okay. Mm, okay. Um, I liked it, but I didn't love it. 
And it felt like binge watching a TV series on Netflix. Anybody else get that kind of vibe when watching it? Um, like you no. just felt like I just felt like how I feel like like you know like if I have a day off or something, and now that the kids are back at school, I'll just plop in front of the TV and I'll watch like four episodes of Woo Assassins or something. And I felt like how I feel towards the end of like the fourth episode. I'm like, oh, wow, I've been watching this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Kept waiting for the screen to pop up and be like, are you sure you still want to watch uh, It Chapter Two? I would have relished that moment because I would have been like, nope. <laughs> it got up and walked out the theater. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Now, did either of you guys read the book? No. No, I have thought about buying it and reading it, but I have so many books to read that I haven't actually cared enough to buy it. Maybe I'll go to the Goodwill and buy it. Sadly, the uh, adults part of the book is not a hair on the kids part of the book. So that seems to be par for the course for the movie and for the TV miniseries as well. Um, just doesn't seem like the adult part of the book holds up or can be cracked uh, adaption wise, but anything non-spoiler Aubrey, was this too scary for you? No, it just was kind of stupid. <laughs> okay. All right. Had you ever watched the old TV series one, the old TV movie? No. So you had no idea what was coming at the end. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. So that's that's going to be an interesting take because I knew what was coming. That's why I was interested to see how they were going to handle it. Mark, you've seen the old one before though, right? I saw it like when it originally came out 30 years ago. I vaguely remember it. I think Jack Tripper was in it, right? I don't remember anybody except <laughs> Tim Curry. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't watched it since I had a VCR and I still lived at my mom's house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I rented the double video cassette one day back in back in the mid-90s. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I guess we'll jump into spoilers and we'll uh, spoil the crap out of it. Colon chapter two. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right. Let's get into it. We'll start with things we liked. Aubrey, it doesn't sound like there's going to be much. So we'll start with you. Yeah, I didn't like anything. I thought it was really (laughs) stupid. You didn't like anything in the entire movie. No, I just kept turning around and being like, well, this was a stupid turn. Well, this was stupid. What? How did this even happen? This is fucking stupid. Wow. <laughs> it just, and, and it didn't help that the movie was so long either, so I really lost my concentration on it. And it just felt, uh, I don't know, it felt like they were trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uh, Mark, hopefully there was something you liked in the movie. Yeah, I will say I did jump a couple of times. There was a couple of really good jump scares. Um, The Paul Bunyan one, specifically, that scared the fuck out of me. Um, And I really liked the performances by Bill Hader. Mm -hmm. I thought he was really good. And I thought the the guy that played the the fat kid that grew up. Ben. Ben, yeah, I thought the adult version of Ben, I thought he was really cool, too. I thought he was a really good actor. I haven't seen him in anything. And, yeah, I mean, it it did, I agree with Aubrey, it definitely felt like they were trying too hard. There's some definitely some misplaced jokes in there, uh, which I understand they need to, like, break the tension. But, you know, comedy is all about timing, and some of those jokes were just not in the right place. But I did like the performances. I definitely liked the style. Like, I... Uh, one of the things that I enjoyed about the director is that he has a really good, he has a really, really good visual eye. And I thought, man, he would be good for like a comic book movie. 
and then they just announced that he's the next next in line for the uh the flash job which uh you know warner brothers is like oh shit yeah you're making us money here do this and that's probably not gonna happen uh if the flash movie has given us any kind of uh any kind of ideas how it's gonna go but uh i thought directing wise he did a good job i just think some of his jokes were just uh ill-timed all right wow okay you guys really did not like this movie very much <laughs> no no you know it it it, it the other thing that sucks is that I wanted to get ready for it. So I watched the first one right before it. And um, yeah, the first one is not great, but it's definitely more entertaining. You can definitely feel the propulsion of the story. You can definitely get into it a little bit more. This one, it just felt like it was stuck in neutral. And the fact that it's three hours long didn't help it. Right. And feels that way. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with a lot of things you guys said. Um, but, you know, there were things I liked about it. Um Thought some of the scares and things were good. Um, I liked just about all the actors in it. All the adult actors were good. Um, uh, yeah, you're, you're struggling, aren't you? <laughs> um, all right, so let's get <laughs> to what we didn't like. <laughs> uh, all right, Aubrey, go nuts. What did not? What did you not like about this movie? I felt it was really stupid, the whole idea where they, you know, how they destroy it was stupid. Yep. <laughs> like, really? That's how, that's how it happens? That's how you kill him? He just killed a whole bunch of kids and everything, and that's how you destroy him? He turns into a giant fucking spider, and you just insult him until he becomes small. That's how you fucking destroy him? It just felt really stupid. And then... When they're going to do the ritual and they have to collect pieces of themselves. I mean, come on. How are those things still in existence? You know, um, so it was just so many plot holes in it that just ruined the movie for me. I'm all about the story and to have those glaring <laughs> stupid things who made it impossible to care about the movie yikes all right uh how about you mark uh yeah other than other than bill Hader and some scenes with james mcavoy i thought oh and uh the kid that played ben i thought everyone was just awful like acting wise even jessica chastain yeah she didn't do anything she was okay but she didn't do anything that made me go oh wow she's a really good actress I mean, I know uh, she's, she's a kinda, good actress. She's kind of hot, though. Uh, pff, yeah, so, and <laughs> she was hot in uh, fucking uh, X-Men Dark oh. Phoenix, so <laughs> it didn't save that movie. No, it did not. <laughs> um, the beginning of this movie was fucking brutal. That, <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. It had nothing to do with kids or clowns or anything like that. I'm like, Jesus. They, what, the gay bashing Yes. It, it went on a little bit too long and it was fucking brutal um and eventually it does tie into pennywise but god leading up to it i'm like yo this is harsh and is it and it's not a movie where you can say oh well it was the 80s so they can get away with that shit no this was happening right now and it was fucking harsh so yeah so i mean that i didn't really like the performances um i didn't like the zombie chauffeur that was driving around the killer <laughs> <laughs> i love like the fact that he escaped from jail with a knife and like driving around with a zombie chauffeur for days and like no one <laughs> there's no cops out to catch this guy at all like there's no bulletins like oh yeah we got an escaped convict who killed a man no one's looking for this guy at all 
Oh, God. There was seriously a point in the movie, like, after I saw the movie, I could not remember what happened to him. In my mind, he's still driving around with uh, with his childhood friend in a Trans Am. Uh, it wasn't until way after that I that uh, someone reminded me that he actually got killed by um, by Mike. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I I didn't like... I didn't like the way that I didn't like the ending. It seemed very non. It didn't seem like a really good third act. You know what I mean? And just it, it, them finally figuring out that they have to make him small, and then they all take out his heart and squeeze. I don't know. There's it should have been a little bit more epic than that. I think. But it yeah. just seems lame. Like, wh- why is that the way that they kill him? You know, he lived to the second chapter. You know, if he could live to the second chapter, how how does that kill him? Because they they made him, they took away his power, which was giving them fear, and then ripped his heart out and crushed it. Now, see, how now, does he have a heart though if he's <laughs> paranormal? Because that was part of the ritual. He takes on the properties of the thing that he is. So he was a spider monster. So a spider monster has a heart. <laughs> so he's a, he's an alien, which is explained better in the book because in the <laughs> book they figure that out because he is a werewolf at one point and silver <laughs> repels him. Does and he, that's how they figure that out. Does he ride a motorcycle? That's all I want to know. <laughs> no, there's no werewolves on wheels. But. There's just some mysterious Native American tribe too. Like what the? Come on, what is that? I don't. Yeah, I, angry. I would have liked that ending more if it was the kids that did it. You know, if it was the kids that realized that, oh, you know, it's our fear that's letting him, that's giving him all of this power. And if we can just, you know, confront our fears and go after him, then we can beat him. Like if it was the kids that did it, I thought, I thought that would have been a lot better story. But them as adults, it just seemed to take forever for them to realize what they had to do. We're like, come on, someone come up with a game plan and someone let's, let's just do it. Let's just get it done. And their big thing to get it done is we're just going to talk shit about a clown <laughs> until he shrinks down. Who's going to talk shit about him? Come on, come on. Wow. You guys really didn't like this. Movie. <laughs> I definitely I like wasted three hours of my life. Oh, I definitely liked it. Walking out of the theater, the more I think about it, the less I like it. Um, uh, first off, the CG on the kids. What the fuck was that? I didn't notice that at all. I know everyone's making uh, a big deal out of it. I, I, and I kind of heard something about it before. I watched that entire movie. I didn't see anything at all. No, the only one that was noticeable was uh, Finn Wolfhard, mm-hmm. who played Richie. Yeah, was like blurry in all the back in all the flashbacks. He looked like the the, the bad guy from uh, what's a fucking movie with the, the sun with Chris Evans and uh, <laughs> Sunshine. Sunshine. He looked like the bad guy, like <laughs> Sunshine. He's all like shy, blurry. <laughs> I'm like, it was, it was, do I have a hole in my contacts or something? <laughs> what's happening here? Why is he all blurry? Um, yeah, it looked awful. It just like, just film the kids as they look now. Like, who cares? No, because those kids, I mean, Stranger Things have taught us those kids shot up in a year. Yeah, but uh, there just, there had to be something else they could have done than not, than just had Finn Wolfhard look blurry. <laughs> and like, I was looking did at him through fish lens. Look, did they make them look blurry for the purpose of like, it's a flashback and it, no, it was the de- like, dream it was de- sequence? No, it was, thing? it was de-aging CG. It was because they had to make, 
it take place on the same day. So see, I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> no, not happening. So yeah, that was very off putting, and the, the movie was really long. It, it felt a lot like when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? The movie. Um, oh, we have to get them all back together. So we get them back all together now. Now they don't want to be be together again. Oh, now they want to be together again. Now they don't want to be together again. Now Richie's leaving. Now Richie's not leaving. Now, like, Jesus Christ. Guys, there's a fucking monster clown murdering children. Just sack it up and, and do it. Right. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, like, why did, out of all the characters, I, I, I've trouble remembering some of the characters' names. Uh, James McAvoy's character, whose brother got killed in the sewer. Uh, was he Bill? Bill. Out of everybody, why did he have to go through a journey to decide he wanted to do it? <laughs> like he was the only one that <laughs> should not have needed any motivation to want to do this. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. And then I was dying because, um, you know, how they defeated Pennywise at the end. Well, he's in that scene with uh, Richie, Bill Hader, and he's like, "I'm going to tell him your secret," and we don't know what the secret is until the end that he's gay. Mm-hmm. But it's 2016. Like, that's not anything bad. So right then he should have just started like shaming Pennywise for being homophobic (laughs) and like called out cancel culture on him. And then they could have just beat him right there in the park. Yep. All of a sudden, everybody's blocking him on Twitter and like (laughs) he would just shrink down and be like, but no, but I have gay friends (laughs) would have collapsed in himself. Um, So but so that didn't ring true at all. I guess if if the movie was still set in 1989, 1969 and 1989, you can kind of get away with that. But like setting it in 2016 in New England. Right. I guess maybe if it was in backwoods, Alabama, sorry guys, or or somewhere um, a little more conservative, but it's, it's New England. Like (laughs) it's like solid blue country. Nobody cared. Um, So yeah, that was a little weird. Um, The tone shifting all over the place was another thing that was crazy. Like with the first act, like you said, Mark was like this gay bashing scene that was like fucking hard to watch. Yes. Brutal. And then we jump right into jokes and stuff. Um, it, it's, it seemed like Pennywise wasn't even really a character in the movie. Like, what was he even doing? Like, just randomly getting going after kids and a few adults. Why didn't he fucking just kill the losers when he had them individually then? What do you mean? Like, when they all got back into town? Yeah, well, when they're in town and they each have to go on their, their side quest mm-hmm. to get their item, why didn't he just fucking kill them then? Because nothing in this movie makes sense. <laughs> why did he have to wait until they came down into the sewer and performed a ritual to kill him first, did he have to kill them? Oh, he They got- were just as scared when he saw them the first time. And then he would just show up and do random shit. Like he killed that girl under the bleachers. Like, yeah, that was kind of a creepy, scary scene. But it had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Yep. So in a three-plus-hour movie, like, do, did I like that scene? Yeah. Was it scary? Yeah. Did it need to be there? No. <laughs> nope. Not at all. So it's just like, what is that? Like, where is the editor? <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. Um, the fun house scene, the, the house of mirror scene that yep. I thought was really cool. Um, with not Georgie when, yeah, with not Georgie, it looks like the little kid from, uh, from Iron Man three. It was the same kid that played Georgie in the first movie. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? No. Just like him. The kid with the, no, that was not him. The kid with the curly hair. That wasn't him. Well, no, in this movie and in the first It movie, no. right? No, and the kid that played Georgie was in this movie, but that wasn't him. I don't think it was. I could be wrong. I've been known to be wrong right. before. 
But anyway, the fact that James McAvoy wanted to save this kid and he didn't, I thought that, and that kid's death was pretty brutal too. <laughs> he just bit into him. That's it. That was a pretty scary scene. But again, like, what was the what was the fucking point? Like, who cares? Like, that was the problem with this. That's the problem with the second part of the movie, and that it doesn't really define like what Pennywise is doing. Yeah. So much as the first one does. Like the first one, he's evil monster. He wakes up. He eats kids. Um, they have to fight him and defeat him or he'll eat them. And then he's gone for 30 years. So then this one, he comes back. And so why would he give two shits if they were there? Like, I get, I get that maybe, you know, they didn't really delve into that enough where we, we didn't like get to see like, oh, okay, well he wants revenge on them for being the kids that got away or mm-hmm. being the kids that knocked him in a hole or, you know what I mean? Like, not that we need to see the motivations of a, like. Uh, Lovecraftian spider headed <laughs> monster, but it would have made some sense, you know, like, like I, it didn't make sense why he was toying with them for half the movie and said, just fucking kill. Him. Right. <laughs> Especially in scenarios where he had them, like he had, um, not rich Eddie, like dead to rights. And he, he just puked on him and disappeared. Yeah. And then they started playing just call me angel of the morning. I didn't understand what was happening at all. Like in that. So, yeah. So I don't I don't understand what that was all about. And then the, him not really having motivation kind of kills the um, Bowers in the mental hospital. Yeah. You know, because in the book, he's using him to try to kill the kids first because he's like scared of them. <laughs> they don't show that in the fucking movie at all. Like he's never he never gives off that vibe of of being, oh, shit, these are the people that, om- that almost defeated me 30 years ago and, and I'm scared of them. You know? Does does Bowers go after them as adults in the book? In the in the book, yeah. Oh, okay. That's well. That's kind of cool. So that's why it's in the movie, but it doesn't make as much sense in the movie because we have no idea like what the motivation is. Well, why would he send Bob? Like, if I can turn into a zombie monster in a bag and choke you and vomit bile all over you, why do I need some fat guy with a mullet to get to come to your house? (laughs) Like, why wouldn't I just fucking? I can send uh, evil skateboard down the stairs with messages written in blood in it but i need a guy with a mullet to come kill you <laughs> and the fact that um eddie got stabbed in the face with a knife but it still took enough time to make a joke about the guy's mullet i'm like come on yeah some of the jokes were misplaced and and i don't mind there being jokes in it at all because if the alternative is having five hours of movie at the same tone as the gay bashing scene at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sitting through that um I guess that was supposed to maybe be a mirror to the first movie because I felt in the first movie when uh, Georgie gets killed, it's really hard to watch. Yeah. And uh, so I guess that's supposed to be a kind of a mirror of both movies having that kind of intro. But fuck, man, like they, they needed to figure something out with the humor in this as well. So. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, what did you think of the love story between the adult versions of uh, the fat kid and uh, the redhead? It's annoying. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I like that the fat kid gets his chance. But at the same time, it just felt like stereotypical kind of movie about kids growing up together. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that is the the scene in every single movie that you see where kids have grown up together and become adults. And they fast forward to becoming adults and they're like, I've always loved you. And then somehow there's some fucking love thing. I think that Beverly having horrible relationships kind of defeats the whole uh, progress that she made in the first movie. Oh my God. You are so right. 
So right. And it, it pissed me off. So it was like you just destroyed the whole progression of her character in the first movie. And and then somehow she just cheats on her husband with with um what's his face? Ben. Ben, yeah. And or and Bill. It's yeah. whichever one it is. <laughs> I don't even remember which character is which and their coinciding child character. But it you know, it it's frustrating. It's like watching Game of Thrones all over again. Oh god. <laughs> You had so much progression, Jamie Lannister. What did you do? Yeah, I'm glad it's over. I, there is rumors for an It Chapter 3. <laughs> um, I have no idea what they're going to do, but there was a trailer for Dr. Sleep in front of It Chapter 3, so I guess they'll, they'll make a sequel to anything. Right. Um, you know, I, I've just spent like 30 minutes shitting on the movie, but I didn't hate it. Like, it's not like Independence Day Resurgence or anything like that. It's just... And that's kind of the way the book is. And they make fun of that throughout the whole movie. Even Stephen King himself shows up and tells uh, <laughs> Bill that he doesn't know how to write good endings to books. <laughs> that I thought was funny. Because as I'm watching that, I'm like, "Is wait, does this mean that this the end of this movie is going to suck now? And uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. But I mean, they left a lot out. And this is so weird. Because for a three-hour movie, I left so much out. And a lot of the stuff they left out had to do with Pennywise's motivations like when they do that ritual in the book like there's a lot of like metaphysical stuff that happens including them like communicating with Pennywise that kind of explains a lot more of his backstory and like what is happening and why he's doing things and mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 and like his mindset really um and, and it really helps to like kind of beef out the storyline and, and make you understand him as a character so why the ending makes more sense but they didn't do any of that and the movie's still three hours long yeah like, so what were we do- like? I I don't know. Like I don't those all the side quests with the find their totems and stuff. I don't know. They could have got rid of all of that. <laughs> I just I don't know. There's there's somewhere in here. There's a really tight like two hour movie that kicks ass. But this was not it. Yeah, I think there's a two hour movie that's kind of enjoyable. <laughs> I don't think there's a kick ass movie in there anywhere. Right. Right. But oh well, they tried. <laughs> they tried. And it's making a shit ton of money, so good for them. Good. Well, like I said, I didn't hate it. It's just not as good as it could have been. And the more you think about it, the more problems you'll start mm-hmm. to have. <laughs> the seams start to show the more you think about it. So. There was one thing that I actually thought was really cool. Oh, two things. I actually thought Pennywise, I think the guy that played Pennywise, actually did a really good job. I right. Focus on the kids, I kind of forget about him. He was actually pretty good. And then there's a scene where... Um, there's one of the losers that died at the beginning of the movie and they show him as a kid towards the end of the movie. And it's like his head like falls out of a refrigerator and then grows spider legs. And yeah. I instantly thought of monster squad spider with human head. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought, all I could think about was the thing. So yeah, I th- I'm sure that's what they were going for. I was totally like spider with human head, spider with human head. So yeah, that I thought was pretty cool. Aubrey, do you have any positives about this movie? Not really. <laughs> it's really annoying for me. Yeah. I don't know if I don't think Pennywise's um, machinations would have worked on me if I was Ben. Because I'd have been like, what, dude, can I just kill you so I can get to these big ass titties that uh, grown up Bev has? <laughs> I got a boat. <laughs> we got things to do. Yeah. I think it only took him losing like 150 pounds and becoming like one of the richest guys around to get her attention. So, <laughs> yeah, that's another thing is it feels like every time there's like the 
losery, nerdy, fat kid growing up. He always becomes this rich, successful person, and then the person that he had a crush on growing up seems to notice him. Yeah, you're not supposed to stick your dick in crazy, Ben, so uh, I don't know what you're doing there. Hey. What did you guys think of the ending when he, with the letter and everything? Oh, the one of the guys that read the letter? I don't know. I, my, by that point of the movie, I was pretty much checked out. Like, it's getting late. I got to go home. Aubrey? At that point, it was just like, cool story. <laughs> well, they definitely changed the ending from the book, so... <laughs> <laughs> Does Mike stay in a town and he's getting, well, he's resting the, up for the next thirty seven? In the years. book, they <laughs> drift apart and then they just forget about what happened. So. <laughs> and that's supposed to be the you know that's the the awful bleakness of the ending. Oh my god, but, that sucks! And after all that, you know, it is what it is. They moved on and grew up. <laughs> they finally killed the clown and they moved on and everybody forgets. You know. Does Ben hook up with uh, what's her name though? No, he doesn't. Oh fuck that. But yeah, whatever. It's fine, I guess. Um, Really, the thing that bothered me the most about the movie was that uh, when Richie went to the arcade. Please speak on this because you you posted this and I wasn't I didn't know what was going on. Okay, so he's what year is it supposed to be when he goes to the arcade? 1989, because Batman and Lethal Weapon were playing at the theaters. Right. So he's playing Street Fighter one, which uh, is an awful, awful game. Nobody likes that game. Nobody would play it. To begin with, right? So <laughs> that's bad enough. Then when he's playing it, there's he's supposed to be playing it's another person, but they're showing a single player game while he's playing it. And you picked up on it. Right. Well, at least, though, Street Fighter 2 hadn't come out yet. Okay. So at least there's an, an idea that there would be a Street Fighter 1 machine. But guess what is right next to him in the arcade? I don't know. Mortal Kombat, which came out in... 1992. <laughs> yeah, the Mortal Kombat hadn't come out yet when, when he was at the arcade. So, yeah, <laughs> it really fucking bothered me. I didn't know if this was some kind of Pennywise trick or something, but. And even then, that whole story, like going back to these stupid fucking side quests, like, okay, so I really liked Bill going to the, the sewer and yelling into it and getting the boat. I thought that was cool. Um, I wish the trailer hadn't ruined Bev going to the apartment because that was a good scene, but I'd already seen the whole fucking scene anyway. No, you didn't see what that thing was that was chasing her. That shit was scary. Other than that, up, up to then, you know, we'd seen most of it. Um, so some of those scenes were cool, but like Richie's was just, he went to the arcade and he got a token in the end. Right, what? but Bully he kids were mean to him, and he went home. Yeah, okay. but he was just starting to real. He was separated from his friends, and he was just starting to realize his feelings for the other boy. How does uh, he know that that token is his, though? Isn't it supposed to be something of theirs? Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just his token for uh, that's the game. That's the token he was going to give to the kid. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I I got nothing. All right. Well. Sounds like it isn't it for you guys. So let's get a score out of five. Aubrey, zero to five with five being the best and zero being the worst. Uh, I'm going to give it a one. Wow. All right. How about you, Marcellus? Uh, Yeah, I was thinking, I was originally thinking like two and a half, but now I'm going to give it a two. It's, it's, wow. it's a straight two. Wow. You know, I think I liked it more when I left the theater. Than I do now sitting here having thought about it for 24 hours. Yeah. So I'm going to go to 3.25. Ooh, wow. Um, I think 
as a companion piece to the first movie, it's okay. It's just, I was, I really wanted more. (laughs) I really was expecting this to be like a knock it out of the park, five out of five. And I was like, oh, they got a three hour runtime. They're going to get everything they want in and out of the story. This would be great. And it just comes off so disjointed and you feel that runtime. Seriously. (laughs) Feel it. Um, and you know, Pennywise feels like a minor character in his own movie and, yeah, it just didn't work <laughs> a lot of levels, unfortunately. So, oh, well, let's uh, wrap it up then, I guess, and see if you got any recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? Um, Don't see it. Yeah, don't see it. Stay in school. <laughs> and Borderlands 3 comes out Friday. All right. How about you, Mark Ellis? Uh, yeah, I have been watching uh, Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu, and it's fucking awesome. Um, the one thing that, I, that Hulu does that I, I wasn't quite familiar with is, uh, I mean, I should be familiar with it because I watch like like Runaways. Uh, Castle Rock. They do weekly episodes. and oh, it's the worst. I thought I missed like the Wu-Tang story. Like I thought they were all there, and I started watching them, and all of a sudden... I got like three episodes in and it's like, oh, tune in next Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, man. So I was ready to binge the shit out of that. But uh, yeah, Wu-Tang and America Saga. It's kind of like straight out of Compton, but about Wu-Tang Clan. And it's fucking awesome. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So wizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about anywhere you get your podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Search So Wizard Podcast on YouTube. Weekly free exclusive content on there all the time. As well as our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast. You can support us monetarily and get extra episodes of the show. Let's see. Last month, we had two exclusive reviews for you. We did Dora and the Lost City of Gold, and we did uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This month coming up, we're going to do the Banana Splits horror movie. Maybe that'll be better than it. We'll see. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. So, you know, check us out. Shout out to all the other shows in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Uh, I will recommend that you go to the movies and see Ready or Not because we reviewed that two weeks ago and it was freaking awesome and it was so much better than it chapter two (laughs) and that's a fact and it deserves to make all the money that this movie is making in exchange they should switch grosses or something it was so much better than this it was tight it was mean spirited and it was fun it was funny when it was when it should be instead just jokes in the middle of nowhere um when you get stabbed in the face um so yeah uh (laughs) I would recommend go to see Ready or Not, even though we recommended it two weeks ago. That's my recommendation. So that is going to do it for episode 266, the first episode of year six. I have no idea what we're talking about next week. We'll figure it out. But on behalf of my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. This is the longest I've ever committed to something. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Six seasons and a movie. Wakanda forever. We'll see you next week. Good journey.